The train headed for Sunset City will be departing soon. Welcome back to Sunset City, a Sonic podcast for the classic and modern age. I'm Nick, the undisputed and fairly elected mayor of Sunset City. Nobody question it. Nobody just, it's, I'm just dead. That's me. And with me, <laughs> I have uh, Chief of Police Suris. Wait, 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 wait. I, I don't think, I don't think I consent to that one. That's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about, don't question it. Um, and we also have, uh, what other, sir, you know, political things, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, we're just going to go ahead and say that channel pup, you are a part of the department of treasury. Oh, there we go. Do I do? Uh, you count money. Sounds kind of boring. Not going to lie. Yeah, well, what's another, what's another official political boring job, sirs? Um, you know what, Wayne, you're, you're just, we're just going to go ahead and give Wayne an umbrella position. You're the, you're the, you're the bureaucrat. You're everything. You're the Omni man here. Hey, I'm Wayne. <laughs> See, there we go. I'm doing a, a mayor's job, making everybody else do the job and just taking all the credit. And then somebody's anyway. going to come up and say, hey, wait, aren't you all bureaucrats? And no, no, shh, shh, shh. Very official business. <laughs> We're super official. We're super official. And I'm glad you gave Pup a treasury position. I would have made him a transient that lives in the dump behind City Hall. But there, that's <laughs> it. That works out. <laughs> I guess it could always be worse. <laughs> it could. It could. It could. Anyway, uh, <laughs> guys, we we don't have a whole lot to talk about today, but we have a decent amount of jumping off points. And just considering how we go, we can just ramble on forever. But we got an exciting episode for you all the same. Um, and before we get into it, we should probably start off with our first super chat. So thank you, Devin. Good to see you as always. Um, he asks if Wayne is now Wallace, does that make Channel Pup grommet? Oh, okay. Yes. So only if Wayne, only if Nick and I could be Sam and Max, then yes. I have. To I feel like if Devin anybody is Max here, it would be Pup. I have to agree with what uh, Nam is saying. Mayor Nick has a good ring to it, but Emperor Pup is better. <laughs> God King Nick. There we go. That's just God King. God, no. God Emperor uh, em Nick. Emperor Puppetine. I am the Senate. <laughs> we all know we would have a, just a, a giant statue of the undisputed God, which is Sonic. All hail. I'm pretty sure we would just have a giant All hail statue. Shadow. Oh, yeah, the Cult of Shadows in town, too. They've been problematic. We would just have a statue of Sally Acorn in the middle of Station Square. You know that. We literally would name it Station Square. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's something that's always bothered us. <laughs> For Puffer Mayor Nick. Um, that's something that's always bothered me, and I'll whine about it in a video, I'm sure. I don't like that Station Square is used as the name of an entire city whenever we see in Sonic X or Archie or anything, because it's just, it's just, it's just the square of town where the train station is. I just want to note that I bought democracy to Sunset City today. <laughs> <laughs> As an emperor would, obviously. <laughs> You're killing it. <laughs> you have brought peace and Stop prosperity the count. Stop the count. <laughs> to your new empire. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many regrets. Look. Oh, okay. <laughs> AKA Shodan said instead of lizard people running the government backdoors, it's bee people. Yes. Wanna be a turtle person. Hey, Emmy, thank you for the two ninety nine. <laughs> she gave us a dog. 
Can we, we swap have... it out for channel pop? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have to because look at all the new bureaucratic duties that Emperor Pup is going to have to do. We need a different dog for the channel. So you know what? He, yeah, he is. He is winning. We'll trade it I'm about out to get voted out. You're going to get voted I'll... out here. Don't worry. I'll, I'll get some hush money. It'll, it'll be fine. It'll be hush fine. money or hush puppies. Uh, no, hush puppies are what he's going to buy with the hush money so that he can be Mayor Nick forever. Oh, fair. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we should probably get started with our show here. Um, so there's a couple little bits of Sonic news we should discuss. Um, but bef- And then we'll probably talk about uh, Rise of the Wisps, Planet of the Wisps, whatever the hell it was called. Rise of the Wisps. Um, but, but Emmy did remind me uh, I wish I knew that guy's name. I have to look it up, but I did notice on the next episode of Sonic and Tales R, it looks like we're gonna have Tony Harnell doing some music for that. Am I did I, did I read that right earlier you today? You did. There was an he article is. about it. Let's yep. see. I He's love that it. Sonic and Tales R. <laughs> Here's something I was gonna wait to talk about this during Plant Rise of the Planet of the Whatever the fuck it's called. I called like, it Planet of the Wisps when I was looking it up and couldn't find anything. It was like, ah, rise, why? Rise of the planet of the apes. <laughs> that's okay. That's why we keep screwing it up. But like, planet I think it's great. We have more episodes to go through, obviously, but I think it'd be hysterical. It just ends. Emmy got Mike Pollock and the officials. <laughs> Sega couldn't get it for whatever the Wisp show. It just ends with Yaka going to a giant destroyed Wisp statue like, damn you all to hell! <laughs> and they blow um, it up! Yeah, no, so, Sonic, Sonic for, and Tails so, are... Uh, yeah. So say, for people who don't know who Tony is, um, I gotta admit, I'm embarrassed to say this, I didn't really realize that there were more than one singers for Sonic Adventure. He's the guy but he did, City, he did Escape. City Escape, right? Yes, I, just, I thought that was all Crush State. Forty. This also... is your Republican candidate, folks. <laughs> 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 um, but no, he's the singer behind "Escape from the City" and uh, the theme of song. It doesn't matter. So, like, if you like, Cru- Crush Forty is your theme of the game and the story. But as far as Sonic themes, as far as themes of that character, Tony's the guy behind that. Mm. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I'm excited to hear it. I am so, as well. That was the first little thing. This is more just like, uh, I guess, toy news. If you're a little weirdo like me and, and love your toys, um, Target finally <laughs> is starting to drop like the like the fall selection of of Jack stuff, and I've been uh, very excited about it. I went to while I was in Iowa, I stopped at a Target and ended up picking up a bunch of Sonic stuff. So Mecha Sonic's out in that three pack. If you've been excited like I have for for that, the Death Egg Robot is out, and what was the other one? That little playset thing. I literally have it sitting right next to me. Oh yeah, the Studio Hopeless. I'm gonna be honest. I think my favorite thing about that whole thing. I, I know that you're like most excited for the the Mecha Sonic. For me though, I think the Death Egg. The fact that the Death Egg Robot has like a weak point, and you can do a boss battle just launching Sonic at it repeatedly and break the robot apart. Like that's that's the neat thing to me. It is, it is it's it's great, adorable. Yeah. Nick, it's you really might wanna, adorable. Um, Step down and return to your mayoral uh, tasks. Yeah, you're starting. You're starting to win, dude. You're taking a lead. It, it, it seems that the state of Florida is now voting. <laughs> I will. I will not. 
Florida man votes Nick in as a swing state. I knew it. I had them do a recall and recount, so that's that's how I'm doing it. It'll work about as well as the recounts in Georgia. You are I mean, undermining I'm... the democracy Jesus. I fought hard to introduce to this city. <laughs> Time to I'm rig not, the uh, election. I'm not re- I'm not revealing who I voted for. <laughs> that this is a fucking coop, okay? A co- wait, a coop? A coop? The guy who reviews I Nerf Blasters. Say, I meant to as say too. As often as you guys use stupid ass egg puns, it, it fits. Don't worry about it. It was intentional. <laughs> and Jamal, uh, our pal Jamal has said, happy B-Day, everyone. I Jamal, I'm sorry we all day. just start saying your name incorrectly just so Pup can fucking rhyme your name. Look, man, it's called being a pioneer and it's called having a British accent. It, I wouldn't say Jamal, all right? It wouldn't sound right. But Sony's it, Sony's super chat. My vote goes to Zavik to the destruction. Big fan of his worldwide annihilation <laughs> policies. Fucking third party voters. <laughs> oh no! Imagine what, what I get done. Can't, so I'm just gonna say this right now: If you live in America, there is a likelihood that Zavik would win. We're yeah, nihilistic uh, enough uh, at this point. All right, Nick, let's I'm let's enthusiastic uh, to know what your policies are regarding upcoming Sonic hype. <laughs> oh me. Yeah, what are your policies on uh, being the mayor of Sonic fans? Like, what would your policies be? Well, I would just probably subscribe to Game Apologies to see just exactly what I will be doing this upcoming year, because I think you'll all be quite excited. I, and I have my no, patrons actually voting democratically wait. what they're going to be seeing in these upcoming months. Wait, so, wait, wait. This is this is a, this is malpractice. He's not allowed to use his plat. He's not allowed to use his political platform to 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 further his financial gain. That's illegal. Arrest this man, Emperor Pup, forever. I'm so. Oh, tired see of this now, joke. what I was. What's on the <laughs> top of my manifesto? Joke. <laughs> what's on the top of my manifesto is that we're going to tax the bees. Uh huh. Okay. The real bee theory. He brings in the bees the... and now he's going to screw them over. I see how it is, pup. The real bee theory was the taxes we collected along the way. No, because the bees aren't paying their taxes. Everyone needs more rings. <laughs> All right. Uh... So let's get into the meat and potato of things. Uh, Rise of the Wisps. I just, I hate. All the S noises that comes out of that one word. I hate saying the plural of that. Imagine saying that with like braces in. Like you're saying Sonic colors rice of the wisp. You're saying oh the wisps God. give you a lisp? <laughs> no, that's bad. Rise of the lisps. <laughs> what, when did it? So first episode just came out. And I would imagine it's going to be a weekly thing until the release of Ultimate finally comes out. Uh, what are initial reactions of everybody? So pretty good, you know, did I did I like it? Yeah, I, I enjoyed watching it. But when I was when I was done, it felt really meh. Like, I love the Easter eggs. I love the animation. I really I actually enjoyed Roger Craig Smith's Eggman uh, way more than I probably should. Um, and I like the little things we got. Like uh, we, we have a canon. Uh, we, we have an actual in-universe canon reason for the announcer now. Like little things like that are just right up my alley. I love those things. But as far as what we actually got out of the episode, I hope that the series gives us more because this ep- it, were this the pilot episode for a show, it would not give me reason to watch the next episode. 
despite the fact that it's obviously leading into more things. Okay. I would um I would go ahead and say um I thought it was all right. It was quite charming and stuff. It's as I, you know, probably say no strong feelings either way. I'm more interested in the potential of Sonic and animation than I am in what's going on right now. I'm going to say this, like regardless of your thoughts on who Sonic's target audience is, this is definitely aimed more at kids, like, and I, I think it works for that reason. Yeah, fair enough. Um, before Wayne, you jump into it because I think you're the most recent to see it. There yeah. were a couple of super chats here that we should probably discuss. Devin, uh, thank you for that really generous one. We're gonna wait till later to discuss that one because I think that might be a fun thing to pick apart. <laughs> uh, Jamal, thank you for the two bucks. We can pick Cirrus's third party. Let's be honest, like. The the service <laughs> would be like the best in terms of politically in charge of things here. That is <laughs> but... not how you get votes. Nick. No, you don't. And get, that's you... not how elections actually work. You don't get the best person for the job ever. So don't worry about it. Okay, so you're admitting that okay. you're not the best person Wait. for the job, given that. Guys, you're... Oh, I am. oh my god, it is literally. <laughs> it, well, generally, it's a popularity contest. So per subscriber numbers, Nick, you actually would get it. We should actually oh, yeah. have like a proper presidential debate with the little like blue background with the writing on it and stuff someday. <laughs> I swear to God. That might be fun. We should, yeah, if we keep this horrible joke going like we do with other things, we can probably make political videos and stuff. That'd be We've fun. We've also got Troy Nables with $4. Troy Nables. And he says, what are we talking about? I just got here. Uh, we're for starters talking about all the paperwork involved it's going to take in you and I getting a... Uh, a prenup, but also no, just a prenup. Relax. <laughs> but also, we're talking about Sonic Colors: Rise of the Wisps. Good to have you here, Tress Nipples. <laughs> Tress Nipples, uh. the enchilada. <laughs> <laughs> Green Nepal. All right. Um. Yeah. Back to back to the cartoon, though. Wayne, you just saw this before we started recording. What do you think of it? I've already forgotten most of it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that is to say, uh, I watched it and I I feel bad because I didn't really think much of it. It, it. it just sort of was a thing that I watched. I, I didn't really, you know, I don't know. It was all right. I'm I'm not too. Uh, I'm I'm not. Hmm. I, I feel like I fall between you and and pup in terms of how I felt about it. It's it's fitting for Sonic Colors, but I, I think most of us aren't super into the tonal. We we all we're all choices. We're already colors. not big on the Ludo narrative dissidents of colors existing. No, I mean <laughs> I'm gonna say this though, uh, it has one up on colors in that there's one joke in there that did make me laugh, and it's as you say, uh, Cubot being the announcer voice that did yes. genuinely get me laughing. I and, like, I'm going to say, I do think that, because um, this is written by, uh, what's his name? Tyson Hess. Wait, no, and I, I'm going to say Well, there's there somebody else on that, that credit list, though. Yeah, there is. I'm going to get into that. <laughs> yeah. um, I was just going to say, like, I think that uh, Ian Flynn and uh, Tyson Hess, I keep wanting to say Tress McNeil, but no, Tyson Hess, they should be the future duo of writing on Sonic games. If nothing else, you know, like 
There, I'm, hmm. So there is there is one thing in the writing that I that I vehemently disagreed with. Like, okay, so the entire thing was written like Sonic Colors, except maybe a more palatable Sonic Colors, and that was fine, except for one thing. I don't think I've ever known Sonic ever to bitch about listening about someone's trauma. Okay, so that was that weird. Was the to one me. thing that was the one thing I latched onto, and the one thing I knew most people were gonna have an issue with. I'm with and, you there. Yeah, and uh, I so the thing was is I I think I understand what they were going for there. Uh, I I've said in the past that I've always kind of seen older Sonic, especially like Sonic CD, Sonic, and everything as super impatient and not really wanting to just like sit around like they want to get moving even when it comes down to like them him wanting to help somebody or not he wants to be on the move he doesn't want to be sitting around like listening to someone talk about it but or whatever so makes him come off as an asshole but you know i i think i see what they were trying to do with that it, it was it just it the delivery came off so mean-spirited yeah, and that's cool. yeah. Well, basically, Sonic says "fuck wisps." Basically, <laughs> their stories don't matter. Um, so no, what I, you're I saying is like... we should we should vote for Sonic. Yeah, vote Sonic. But yeah, um, okay. I I would say um, like in terms of like his characterization through history, yeah, there's plenty of stuff that contradicts this. I do think it falls in line with Sonic's impatient personality from like the classic games and stuff. But what I will say is, I think it would have been better if it had been more like he wants to get moving than he wants to hear about car chases and dinosaurs. Yeah, because the way the, yeah, so the way it's delivered, <laughs> the way it was delivered, it is it is delivered in a way that sounds like okay. So impatient Sonic would say, "Look, I understand this was really traumatic for you, but the longer we wait, the more wisps Eggman gets. So can you please get to the point?" That's closer to what Sonic like. That's that's what Sonic would be aiming for in other media that we've seen him in. This version of Sonic, it, it, even even Roger Craig Smith Sonic has not done something like basically going, hi there, I am a child. I would like things a child would be interested in instead of listening to you talk about literally being enslaved. Yes. It feels... It, it feels like I, they had a thing uh... they were going for and then they just... That one thing they just botched very horribly. I'll be honest, it felt like it felt like it started the script when it the cartoon started, it felt like it started with Pontaf and ended with Flynn. That's yeah. how it felt to me. It was very weird. It was because like the when when he was done listening, suddenly we had our Sonic back. Randomly. Yeah. Right? That's what well, it felt well, like. Well, here's I mean, here's the disconnect between I'd say more adventure fans like you guys and more classic fans because like I'm with Wayne in terms of like, I like an impatient jerk Sonic. That's, that's what I've known him to be. But yeah, I, I agree with you pup in terms of like what he's being impatient about, like needing to hear about <laughs> cars and dinosaurs and shit. That doesn't make any sense in, in any aspect of things. Yeah. I, I think it's a dude that wants to get going. I don't know if I really like how they're, and we see this every time. This is with every single Sonic project. And we really only have like six minutes to work off of here. 
I don't really like that they seem to always try to course correct with every little thing they do. It's very confusing. So we have Sonic that's, I don't know, like hearing him be impatient would make more sense with the classic Sonic style that they've been doing, or like OVA Sonic's voice, something like that. <laughs> hearing it with Roger's voice is a little weird to me. I thought, um, um, I thought Roger, to be fair, turned in some of his better work, but I, I do agree that kind of the dialogue sounds perhaps a little strange with him. Um, I would have just liked if like, Wisp was telling a really, really, really even more tragic story about how his family died and how he was enslaved. And Sonic just responds by saying, looks like the party's just getting started. Time to rock and roll. <laughs> she just said, cow a bummer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just have that really stupid, cheesy Sonic dialogue in there, you know? Yeah, but they do have to keep in they do have to keep in line with what Colors was because this know, is taking place within the, the Colors storyline. So <laughs> that dorkier dialogue is unfortunately going to have to be a part of it. Otherwise, it's a jarring difference from how yeah. they're displaying the colors. I'm just hoping they do better going forward. I do want to say, despite the dissonance and the whiplash of how the character was portrayed in this episode and that whiplash existing within only a six minute time frame, which is astoundingly strange. Um, aside from that, I would say that this was writing wise. It was an improvement over the color. It was like working with the framework of the colors dialogue, but it was still written and directed better than most of the colors dialogue. So hmm. I'm not, I'm looking forward tentatively again, this, this one episode didn't give me a whole lot to look forward to. Um, but I do want to see what they do with part two, because if they can keep, if they cannot do uh, that that weird, I'm just not going to listen to your trauma thing that they had Roger do, um, the other stuff I was okay with, and I'd like to hear more of it, because I don't mind Color's story. I just want it delivered in a way that's not the way Colors did it. Yeah. So I want to see what else they do with it. I'm, I'm tentatively... <sighs> anticipatory also nick won nick is the mayor now yeah the count's been stopped nick is officially the mayor of sunset city god king emperor mayor i don't know what i'm doing it's I just a dictatorship guys <laughs> he's usurped us all he's dissolving the senate I will, this <laughs> is just trying to do an election thing like I, I saw morning voice i don't think i can i can properly maybe that's the perfect time to do a ultimate power <laughs> unlimited <laughs> power unlimited power is now the people's <laughs> apologist <laughs> oh god oh my god i see speaking of representation bill clinton has joined the chat yeah, we're going to let me get this out of the way. So Penders tweeted yesterday after giving the matter much thought, I've decided to give my kingdom of acorn characters, including Joffrey St. John, Queen Alicia, Prince Elias, and yes, Scourge available for licensing. Who fucking cares? I don't. It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to use those characters. It's it feels it just... so what's funny is that like. In in a in, people were people were already using those characters for fan projects, so nothing changes for them. And Sega already 
had a legal agreement where they could use those characters by paying royalties to Penders, and they've actively chosen not to use them. Uh, so functionally, nothing changes. Yeah, no. Scourge <laughs> was only interesting after Ian Flynn got a hold of Evil Sonic. He didn't even come up with the name Scourge, so I I do not care what Penders has to say. I just don't. Um, and yes, Sega created the Freedom Fighter. They didn't create them, but they own them. Penders didn't, so. We're not going to get into all that. We'll have to wait for a very special episode at some point. <laughs> um, yeah, so let's let's get that out of the way there. But yeah, I um, back to the cartoon itself. I I didn't really like the framing at the, at the beginning in terms of like we're just reading the story and then we just lollygagged around. That bothered me more than anything else. I think was. Didn't really get what they were they were doing there, but it, it felt very yeah toddler focused more than anything else. But then Metal Sonic showed up, and it got it got interesting. It was rad. I did I and did he, like the uh... he did not get he was just like I don't fuck it stupid dumb child things. Let's just let's what? just do this. <laughs> what you mean you mean you think we're too clumsy, big bro? Oh I will God. say this. I think my favorite <laughs> character in this was Orbot. Like I, I can agree with that. Orbot was Orbot was neat. Yeah, Orbot was like a good little straight man for this episode, you know, like Un- until he started calling Metal Sonic Big Bro. Like yeah, that was you can still see what he's going for. You, you, I, you can. I, I can I can I can sympathize. That's you know? a that sounds like a Flynn joke. That's paying attention to the canon. Yeah, and it's a it's a thing like I'm so I'm not saying that it's bad. I actually really liked that I liked that joke. I liked Orbot being how he was. I just think that's the one thing where like he's not really playing the straight man there. It kind of just throws Metal Sonic into the bin of being the straight man, but he can't say anything, so you know. He so just he's gets frustrated. Effectively. He just for gets every- frustrated. For everything it was, I think the short was perfectly fine, perfectly charming, nothing too egregious in there. I I do yeah, like the whole Sonic being like, hey, I want car chase and stuff. Yeah, it's a bit silly, but you know, it's it not was... like it's not egregious though. He didn't say anything about beatdowns, so it's a ten out of ten. <laughs> he did he didn't say aggressively recycle. I don't mind that. That's quite funny. Yeah, I thought that was funny. No, oh, I, no, 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 I'm not saying I was that expecting was Sonic Colors tone, and then it got a little bit better towards the end. So I'm, I'm genuinely looking forward to it because, yeah, it's Sonic was serious when he needed to be serious. Like when he got the full picture of things and you know the perspective of the Wisp, then he's like, okay, well, let's let's uh let's get going. I Wayne got Duke. zero tolerance for bullies, which Wayne. is a very Ian Flynn kind of line. Yeah, and Wayne. by Ian Flynn, I mean like Captain America line that Ian Flynn uses all the time in comics. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a paid endorsement from Junkyard Productions, Wayne. Um, five dollars vote, Wayne. We need Cirrus in a police uniform, boys, for aesthetic reasons. But yeah, it's safe to say oh, you've God. got the. You've got. I, no. I think for, I for know what. Is, I think I know what aesthetic reasons they're talking about. Oh, and, and no, go to horny jail, Cirrus. You're literally winning the VP uh, poll right now. <laughs> Uh, which you'll be expected to dance on by the way I'm one for myself damn it (laughs) bring a little democracy into the dictatorship (laughs) dictatorship can have a little democracy for it as a treat the rich dictatorship (laughs) but yeah I uh I guess I'm okay with an impatient Sonic I I guess I'm just with you guys in terms like I don't know if that was like the most appropriate spot 
for it at the beginning yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. I think like it's good idea, bad execution for that bit. Everything else, yeah, kind of mid to okay, to okay, and sometimes even really good. But that that's like the one blemish for me was that thing. That yeah, was I see it. I see again compared to Black Knight all the time. I didn't like his characterization in Black Knight from what I remember playing of it. I don't like Sonic yeah. that's too nice. I don't that's not that's the thing is like post unleashed Sonic pre colors Sonic was a very down to earth and friendly dude. Like he was much more the hero and kind of had more of that sort of swashbuckling personality whereas Roger brings back the uh the kind of the impatient little snot personality that Sonic had in the classics. Um, I mean, I liked Jason Sonic in the context of like unleashed because like he starts off cocky, like, you know, Eggman, I got to break all your toys and stuff. But then when he gets hurled to earth, suddenly he's being all sensible, like, and uncharacteristically sensible for Sonic. So it's like, it depends for me. It depends if the story calls for little snot nosed Sonic or mature, sensible Sonic. I, I'm Either gonna be way, honest. In Unleashed, I like I like him being mature and sensible because he literally got humbled. I agree, and also it's the least insufferable he's ever been. Yeah, yeah. I feel Happy like Dave, you know. what's up, boys? I, I feel hey, like Dave. the uh, I don't I don't know if I share the same issue with the the characterization of Sonic and stuff like Black Knight. I think my problem with Sonic and Black Knight isn't it isn't that he's too nice. I think it's just kind of weird to have like an isekai Sonic because that's basically what Black Knight and Secret Rings both did. And Fish Out of Water Sonic, I've never been a huge fan of. I like Sonic when he's when he's got some of his confidence, when he knows what he's doing. And both Secret Rings and uh, and Black Knight did a lot of like, hey, this place has different rules to where from where you are. You have to get your bearings. And oh god, the sword's talking. That's weird, isn't it? I don't know. I don't I, I don't think that the nice guy Sonic was the thing that really bothered me about that story. <laughs> when you say nice guy Sonic. R slash nice guy Sonic. Shut the fuck up, Amy, you ugly whore. Oh my god. You take the jocks, you ignore a nice guy like me. I saved the universe, and this is how you thank me? Give me your tits. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate Pop, this. Next, <laughs> next, you're going to be talking about how uh, Sonic was the one who deserved Sally, and Shadow shouldn't have gotten him because Shadow's not a nice guy. Sally <laughs> Did went Shadow with the jerk. with Sally at any point? Yes. In, in Archie, that happened during the 40 years in the future story. I'm really glad right. I don't read Archie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to uh, see, I don't wanna see Sonic get cucked. I don't want to see it. <laughs> Well, then you don't want to hear about Fiona Fox or Mina Mongoose. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware. I, it, this is why I do not read it. This is why I don't read it. Because it happens quite I don't a bit. need this. I don't need I, this in Sonic. I'm here for a I good time. Just, just wait till Wukong takes Sally Acorn. Don't worry. If I, if I oh, wanted God. to watch EastEnders, I would watch EastEnders, okay? I don't need it in Sonic. <laughs> oh, God. Oh dear. Uh, I need to go well, back and actually read through Archie again. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I, I thought that might be an interesting conversation because we got people already and I knew I knew I would rile people up the moment I said it. Like, uh, just talking about how they're how they like their interpretation of Sonic. Um, I think this is a good jumping off point in terms of what 
you guys would like in terms of Sonic in animation, because we do have a cartoon coming up that can redefine his personality yet again, or find a nice middle ground between all these renditions that we seem to like. So I was kind of curious, like from, and I know we talked about it before, but like from previous Sonic bits of animation, what is kind of your favorite and what you'd kind of like to see going forward, both with uh, Rise of the Wisps and, uh, you know, whatever we get with Sonic Prime. So um, I'm going to say something maybe a little weird. I think I want the Sonic from Sonic X, but in the universe of Sat AM. That's that's kind of what I want. I, I want a universe with stakes for Sonic, but I mm. I there's something about Jaleel White's Sonic. I don't I don't hate it, but it's it's one of those things where like if you're watching it and somebody comes in, it feels really embarrassing. Like if you're if you're watching <laughs> Jaleel White's Sonic go, All right guys, time to juice. You're just like okay, no, please please, just 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 please, no. That wasn't Are that you wasn't dead inside? It was great. No, I don't it think it's nothing. It, it was nothing it was, but was, one liners, man. It oh was my absolutely God. horrid. Like I just I, I want I want Jason Sonic from X, though maybe, you know, with with him having the experience he gets later in things like Unleashed. Uh, so you want I, Bugs Bunny? No, not no. <laughs> yes. The first few episodes, he sounds exactly like Bugs Bunny. I, which is why I don't want... I want him with experience, not not what's up, Doc Sonic. What's up, Dr. Eggman? Bugs Bunny Sonic <laughs> is great, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that later. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. But I want, I want his rendition of Sonic that's a little more down-to-earth, a little more palatable... Uh, but I want it in not it doesn't have to be the sad AM universe. I don't need it to have the freedom fighters. I don't need it to have, you know, the most evil. What color is my heart? Snively uh, version of Robotnik. Um, but it makes me tingly all over. What color are my cockles? But like, I don't necessarily need <laughs> all that. But I do want the I, I do want that high stakes universe where like Sonic has these these, you know, obviously amazing abilities and they're not just going to be utilized so that he could trounce on Eggman's 50,000th plan today. I, I, w I want a world where whether it's Eggman or whether it's some other threat, the reason Sonic is here to handle these things is because the threat is is nigh global and when we get that in current Sonic iterations, it's you either get Sonic Forces, uh, where you don't feel like Eggman's really taken anything over, uh, or you might get the Metal Virus, where uh, when we when we talk about that in more detail, it'll be a little bit different. But there's issues where that's concerned too. Um, I want I want that that high stakes world, but I don't necessarily want Jaleel Sonic. <laughs> Oh goodness! Oh man. Well, what about you, pup? You're you're a big proponent for Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. I'm very curious to hear your thoughts in terms of what you'd like in terms of animated Sonic. So I'm gonna just quickly touch on one thing. I've done a whole video on this, but like just kind of linking it back to Rise of the Wisps. I would love to see Sonic take on like a DC animated movie universe where you're getting straight to DVD 
cartoon adaptations animated in the same style as like rise of the wisps but have like animated movies of like sonic adventure and stuff like that i'd love that kind of thing um but if we're kind of to look at more of a from the ground up kind of thing uh you ever see the show buzz Lightyear of star command yes yo you ever notice how emperor zerg in that is a lot like adventures of sonic the hedgehog's robotnik he except you know he's got like empires and armies and stuff so he's they emphasize more he's a threat but he's still got that kind of bumbling i hate that hedgehog kind of personality he's still goofy as all heck so very 80s villain 80s cartoon villain so what i would love what would be my dream would be a revival of adventures of sonic the hedgehog but with more of a Buzz Lightyear of Star Command kind of setting. And you could still have the J. Leo White Sonic and his one-liners and stuff, but Dr. Robotnik is more of a commanding presence in space, but he still keeps buffoons like Scratching Grounder and stuff around, be it for sentimental reasons or whatever. You don't really have to even go into it. Let the audience ask. But like, yeah, I'd, I'd love something like that. Take the blueprint of Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, that kind of narrative, and take the characters from Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog in there. And I think that would make perfect sense. That does seem a little bit like uh, like earlier Sonic X, because like early Eggman in Sonic X is that very bombastic and very uh, very goofy villain early on. But I would, I don't like Sonic X. It doesn't do it for me. Um, yeah, I, that's fair. I would, I I would also like it if Wayne Knight could voice Doctor Robotnik as well, and if he retained his Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog design complete with his butt crack because <laughs> like fucking if you listen to wayne knight's version of emperor zerg he does sound like a dead ringer for john baldry's robotnik just literally have him take on that role i think jillia white's perhaps a little too gravelly now but like get someone that sounds similar i would love that kind of thing um what about you wayne see jamal left to think sorry just uh before we get yeah. to get to wayne here Jamal said, what do you guys think if Sonic was made by DC or Marvel? Who do you think you guys will read that? Basically, would you guys read Sonic if he was published by DC or Marvel? I mean, are we yeah. talking like the movies, the animation? The I, I think he just means comics, I guess, if, maybe. Because then you could have Sonic and uh, Spider-Man team up. And like, yeah, it'd be game. I'm, I, if it's a choice between the two... While I generally prefer DC to Marvel, I'm sure there's going to be people who, who don't like that decision. That's fine. Um, I'd rather Marvel take on Sonic because Marvel seems to stick to one. Marvel sticks to universes more than DC does. DC does a lot more rebooting than Marvel does. And we've I've, I've had it with Sonic soft reboots. I just want consistency. <laughs> I can also much more easily imagine Sonic in the Marvel universe than I can the DC universe. Yeah, that's that's understandable too. Well, you got I Howard the Duck and Peter Porker, so you know, yep, fits. It's like I can see Spider-Man shooting the shit with Sonic the Hedgehog easier than like Batman. So I, I don't know if that'd be more fun dynamic or not, but so on your world, you eat nothing but chili dogs. <laughs> Although I would like to see Sonic and the Flash meet. Um, yeah. Yeah. That would be quite cool. Yeah. yeah Sonic has his own little flash costume as well, you know, little <laughs> lightning bolt on his chest. That'd be so cute. That'd be adorable. Yeah, I, hmm. I, I guess we're really more about like the, the crossover potential 
if it was DC and Marvel more than actual storytelling itself. Because when it comes to comics, I really don't think either of them are are up for making a proper Sonic comic book. I don't think they'd give it the time and attention, and probably not the the art team that that would need because you need a very distinctive art style for that. I think IDW is the perfect home for Sonic currently. Um, and let's see here. Uh, yeah, before I'm going to put this this next super chat to the side so we can give it the time it deserves. But Wayne, I've not heard from you. Do you have any any thoughts in terms of what you'd like for Sonic animation? Um, so I'm going to be really mean right out the gate here and say I want it to look not like the Sonic Colors thing. That's that's, that's understandable. I, I, I think that is honestly my biggest issue with it. I didn't like the art style. Um, uh, 3D animation, cell shading. I definitely wanted to have a yeah, just like a, a nice look about it. Um, I want something simple. Honestly, I don't want the entire enormous gallery of Sonic the Hedgehog characters. I want like a handful that are uh, best equipped to like bounce off of each other and stuff like that. Um, and just kind of like. I don't know. I don't need like a giant epic story, but I also don't need like. A five straight minutes of, of telling dumb jokes, you know? Yeah. I, I ha- Can I run something by you, Wayne? Yeah. A Sonic cartoon done by Studio Trigger. Inject it into my veins. <laughs> there we, there we my go. God, yeah, no, no, no. Trigger <laughs> doing Sonic is all I want. Give me 12 episodes of that. Yep, there it is. For those who, for those who might not know, Studio Trigger's the people behind Gurren Lagann, Kill the Kill, and uh, Little Witch Academia. Which is amazing. I love Little Witch. I love it so fucking much. It's so great. Yeah. I feel their Trigger's got a very kinetic style that I think would work really well for Sonic. I agree. I think if you're going to bring bringing Sonic, I don't really want CG Sonic anymore. I think his design very much fits a, a more fluid art art design. I really want to see much more energetic action out of the character. And I, I think there's a nice middle ground you can find in terms of being genuinely funny and genuinely having stakes on hand there. And um, I'm going to keep lumping praise on to Ian Flynn. I don't know if all like if he really did help write that script for colors. I think he did a good job or those guys did a good job keeping it in line with colors. I don't think all those jokes landed partially due to the animation style. I think if they were a little bit quicker with what was going on there, it might have been might have landed a little bit better. But man, like the just just the setup of of the first part of the episode really bothered me. Just the you know pretending to be Eggman and the voicing. I don't know. I I don't. I just didn't get the structure. Like why wasn't it done in order? Why didn't we just see the Jade Wisp escape Metal Sonic, then run into Tails and Sonic? You know what? It, I don't know if this is just my older cynical brain uh, working, but the the first thing that I thought of was the only reason that stupid segment existed was because for some reason or another they couldn't get Mike Pollock in to the recording booth for That's that. Exactly That's exactly how I was thinking how it too. Felt to me as well. Yeah, it, it's like uh, it's like I don't know if anybody here are Kingdom Hearts fans. I am. Um, there was a 
There was a moment in the beginning portion of Kingdom Hearts 3 where they didn't get the voice actor for uh, for Phil from Hercules back. And so he just sits there silently. Yes. And... <laughs> it's so weird. It is so weird. It, it was the same kind of dissonance I got from Eggman at the beginning of this cartoon. You're just yeah. you're just expecting him to chime in because he's got he has such a recognizable bombastic voice. You're just like, OK, when is he going to say a thing? And then, well, and then it just never it's... happens. It's also part of like Eggman's nature is to be heard yes. like he wants control of every situation he is in. Anytime he's on screen, he's the master of that scenario. So it's like to just hear him like to not hear Eggman while Eggman is talking is weird. I just thought it was funny. Like I said, if if Emmy got Mike Pollock and then Sega couldn't get Mike Pollock, I think that's just the best. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. No, I just in in terms of like the the setup, I get what they were going for, you know, giving more focus for Sonic and Tails, and I don't dislike that dynamic. I know we do have our misgivings in terms of how Sonic reacted to the Jade Wisp at first. Um I think he's just being kind of an impatient kid until he finally gets the full story, but I like Tails being the more grounded of the two of them, which I think was a major <laughs> problem for us and I was a couple of scenes in Lost World. But, I was just uh, thinking about like a scenario, like the fact that they didn't get any kind of proper replacement for like Pollock in this just gets me thinking like if Mike Pollock ever were to step down from the role for whatever reason, they wouldn't even replace him. They just have Sonic just not shut up so Eggman can't even get a word in Edgeways like for the <laughs> entire game. And that well, honestly I, would be kind of funny. I think it would have just worked just okay to be like have Orbot and Cubot just wondering where where boss man is and instead of eggman showing up it's metal sonic that shows up to oversee this particular thing on sweet mountain because egg he's running a full amusement park right now he doesn't need to be there i thought that might have been a really cool reveal for for metal and then you know we, we move on to sonic and tails from there something that i i know this is a little bit off topic but something that chow mix posted yesterday which I thought was hilarious. There's a quick frame. Yes. The, the wisp choke. With the, yeah, wisp the wisp choke. choke. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I that saw was that. amazing. That was hilarious. I love that thumbnail of his older video. Like, it's one of my favorites of the ones he's done. Just it's so funny. funny. And just yes. seeing it here. But, like, um, another thing I was just going to mention, though, and I, I didn't want to bring this up because it is just a kid's thing and all. But, like, if, if we're really going into scrutiny here, um, this kind of suggests that Tails had the translator working by the time they got to Sweet Mountain. But in he, Sonic Colors, it was a whole last yet. thing that, like, it took him until the end of the game to get the translator working. Interesting. Mm. Oh, huh. Oh, boy. Yeah. Controversial. <laughs> got a Sonic CD scenario. When did this take place? When did they go back to Sweet Mountain? Yeah, because yeah, did, they, go did back. they come back know. here, or did they just, like, is this a midquel or what? Because it kind of feels I, like, like uh, you know, if Metal Sonic had rocked up at Sweet Mountain during the events of Sonic Colors, he probably would have mentioned it. <laughs> they can salvage again, it for me if they just go into, like, Eldritch Horror territory, and, like, Sonic just stops in somewhere in the next episode, and he's like, wait, I've been here before. Like, <laughs> <just> like... <laughs> <laughs> and then Tails gets diabetes from all the Swedes. So in terms of the Sonic Color story, uh, 
just remind me here, like when he goes to a planet, does he completely solve every problem for that planet and then keeps going? There's no potential chance that there's other uh, Eggman facilities up and running that he brings Metal Sonic in to oversee. It it does bring in that chance uh, because it, it also means that something that IDW has been messing with is the fact like Eggman's always got Metal Sonic in tow for whatever he's doing. Whereas the games yeah. haven't really suggested that. But the idea that Metal Sonic is always kind of in the background working on shit, uh, it does lend a little bit to uh, something that was said in IDW. The fact that as Eggman was doing his takeover of the world, uh, he had uh, Metal Sonic going and getting battle prepped. And it, that makes sense if he's always in the background working in his factories. It would be nothing for Eggman to just have like a retrofitter in all of his facilities. Like, all right, shit's hitting the fan. It's time for time for metal Sonic to walk in there and get completed. That actually reminds me of something is like the last time we talked about rise of the wisps was shortly after Sonic central. And I said, I didn't really care that metal Sonic was coming back, but I must admit if they are just making him like the supervisor to like Robotnik's goons, I quite like that idea. It reminds me just like when the store supervisor comes in and you've got, the two more mischievous staff members on shift. That's yep. what Metal Sonic reminded me of. He feels as done as your standard retail manager is with all of everything. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's just dis he's a disgruntled middle-aged robot at this point. Just okay, just gather all the wisps together. No, I don't want to be I don't want to be taken apart by Eggman again for failing him. I really don't want this. Please just get just it do in your the jar. Get the just fucking get the, wisp in the jar. Get the white that, wisp in the jar. That was the. Uh, I think that was the part that that stuck the landing for me. Was uh, he was just like, "Oh, is there anything that we can do for you?" And he's just your jobs. Yep. Yep. Red. I really do like Metal Sonic. I like him quite quite a bit. He's a good antithesis to Sonic, and just yeah, a good balance to the overly goofy nature of that Orbot and Cubot because colors is where they really defined those robots as characters. Yep. And, and I think having the, the coldness of metal Sonic play off of that was, it was nice. I wasn't really anticipating it. I just thought metal Sonic was just going to show up and uh, race Sonic for a quick thing. And that would be it. I really didn't think this would be split up into, I don't know. Do we know how many parts this is going to be? Uh, I don't however, think so. However many parts it takes, Nick. <laughs> I, I well, just I, it's going to be a two part thing, isn't it? I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was two parts. Like this is just a twelve minute thing. Is it only two parts? Okay. Just, not a lot, is there? Yeah. Or are they going to like release it on a VHS yeah, tape it's with a the two, game or something? It's a two episode. <laughs> it's it's only a two episode series. That is confirmed. It's probably just going to be like the Mania Adventures where it's a strictly online thing. I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be honest. I so even if even if it's only two parts, I want to see more Orbot and Cubot specifically because one of my I, I like this running idea that the entirety of the Sonic cast gets along just fine with Orbot and Cubot. They're like literally, if they weren't on opposing sides, they're just pals. It's wonderful. But then like everybody in Eggman's forces just fucking hate them. Everyone. It, it, feels, <laughs> it feels like Orbot and Cubot view the rivalry with Sonic and the gang as just part of like the office job. And it's just like, 
Oh, they're going to be, like, civil with the people that help keep their livelihood intact, those being the people they have to fight. Yeah, but really, without... at the end of the day... Because <laughs> without Sonic, like, do they even have... They wouldn't have jobs. They're just like, yeah, no, we'll keep this. It's fine. What are they, what are they gonna do? Pass butter? I mean... I really liked in the Metal Virus where Starline... Because they use Starline a lot to kind of address the cycle that is uh, Sonic versus Robotnik. And... Like I said in my video, like I, I don't like that that has to get brought up without finding a decent resolution to anything. But I, I do like that it's still brought up all the same because you, you kind of need to at some point. And Orbot like has just a real ass conversation with Starline, which is also interesting because this is an Eggman creation. Like he has full on proper AI, and and Starline's like, is this just like, is this how it is? Because he's got so much potential. And and they just kind of just do their shit. And Orbot's like, yeah, that's just kind of how it goes. Like sometimes Sonic stops him or Eggman gets in his own way. And, you know, it's it is what it is. So, yeah, I mean, they're the goofy ones. But at the same time, like they understand what this is. So they don't really take it seriously, because why should they? Yeah. Well, not to mention, because they're robots, it's not like whether they took it seriously or not, it would change like it wouldn't change their subroutines. They'd still be they'd be operating the same way uh, as far as like mechanics are concerned. If they're picking up a bunch of garbage, they're going to operate that way while yacking off at Robotnik or uh, by just being <laughs> completely and totally silent. It doesn't matter. I think that's also how Eggman thinks, too. He's just like, they're doing their job. I don't care. I don't see <laughs> them as people. So he's like yeah. most employers. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> the only robot he sees as a person is Metal Sonic. No, he yeah. doesn't. No, he doesn't see him as a. He sees him as just a a toy that he prizes quite quite highly above the other ones because it's the most efficient of his toys. I think he's had like one cute interaction with Metal Sonic. That being the like you punch him in the face, right? And and. Uh... He, that's again that's idw yeah yep. that's idw yeah. kind of defining that relationship way more than the games ever have which <laughs> i greatly appreciated you did punch him in the face right <laughs> thumbs up attaboy <laughs> no that was great no I, I i do like the idea that <clears throat> like deep down Eggman actually gives a shit about his creations um again like this is the stuff we find more in in the comics and anything else. And I thought the 30th anniversary comic was just the perfect interpretation of Sonic and, and all that team, uh, maybe a little bit too silly here and there, but if they're going to be splitting classic and modern, I thought that was a decent, you know, uh, the, I don't know the word I'm saying. It's a different, decent difference between the two of them where classic was much sillier, but it was like genuinely funny, which I think is an important thing to do. Like if you're going to be, if you're going to be Sonic Colors and you're not going to take things super seriously, but you'll have tones of of seriousness, like in terms of like destroying a natural environment and saving these animals, creatures, whatever they are. If you're going to be lighthearted, you should at least try and be funny. <laughs> um, yeah. Not just focus on jokes that would make a to toddler chuckle. Don't focus I, on one liners, focus on like genuine humor. But there's I mean, there's I don't remember what the cartoon is called, but. Uh, my wee wee little brother, who's like, I think he's about seven years old now, but like a couple years ago, my dad showed me this cartoon with like a little girl and a bear. 
it's from a different country, but I think it might be popular among kids. It's for toddlers, but it was genuinely funny because they mixed in animation with the more physical humor that they were going for. It just, it fit with what they were doing and it works great for kids, but it was still funny. And I don't think it needs to be one or the other. So if you're going to keep things lighthearted, you better be funny. That's, that's all I'm asking. Otherwise, and I don't think it needs to be the other extreme where I think serious tones need to be uh, off. Uh, I really should not do this in the mornings because <laughs> words are hard. <laughs> it needs to be offset with, I don't know, just the more lighthearted tones that these characters can take. Because if it's serious all the time, it's it's just a drain, man. Like it's exhausting at that 7 a.m. And many years of Archie were just a fucking drain. And Masha and the Bear. Yeah, that's thank you, Kian. That's uh, I thought I've only seen like a couple episodes of it, and I thought it was funny as hell. So that's just me. You're but yeah, that a... was a ramble. Yeah, well, I it just kind of springboard off that. Like, you ever seen Darkwing Duck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that's a show I can go back and enjoy now because I think it's like actually well written and it's for kids, but it doesn't drive me insane. Like, I'm not groaning at every other line. It saying something is for kids feels like such a deflection for poor writing. Oh, it is. Absolutely. It is. Every every time, every single time somebody and I've stopped arguing with them on Twitter, but every time somebody on Twitter or in a YouTube comment section goes, but it's aimed at kids and who cares? Yeah, kids they deserve, deserve better. They deserve, <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Don't take the thing I'm about to say, Wayne, you mind reading son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, like kids deserve better. There are plenty of things that are aimed at kids that are written in a way that can be great. If you want things that are aimed at kids but are written in a way to be funny, there's things like Animaniacs is a good is a good way to look at it. Like there's things if you're looking for something more serious, Batman, the animated series was definitely aimed at kids, but it was also very much something that if you were an adult, you can still watch and go, no, 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 no. Like some of the stuff happening in here is actually really like this is serious. Some of the things in here are traumatic and they're not things that register that way as a kid. And that's kind of the sign of good writing for something that's there for kids. They're not going to register that things are like, they're not going to register a hello nurse joke from Animaniacs until they're older. <laughs> they're not going to register that what's happening to Two-Face in Batman is actually like physical, psychological trauma that is that is something they could experience in their own real lives uh, until they're older. And that's fine. That's a sign of good writing. They won't clue into those things, but they can enjoy it. And so can adults. I disagree. Um, I thought anime X as a kid was a little bit too heavy on the like political references and stuff like that. There were so many times where it's just like, this is clearly a joke but I don't get this reference. Like I can, I can tell you that as a kid, I was, I was genuinely frustrated. Like I, I, I don't watch the news, man. Like, what is this for? I don't get it. And I, I just, to, and I know that's shitting on Animaniacs. It is a well-written thing, but like, I, I thought Animaniacs was a mess as a kid. Mm. That's my hot take. Like there's, there's segments where there's a cat and a dog and they have this very somber singing moment. And then there's political jokes here mixed in with like very Looney Tunes kind of things. I thought that show was a fucking mess as a kid. I, I didn't really like Animaniacs as much as I did like Freakazoid, which I thought was much more focused on, on what it was trying to do. 
Um, and I think like Freakazoid and Darkwing Duck also only exist because Batman existed. Just they're both very like, different types of parody of the superhero genre. Like Darkwing, we got, we Darkwing got doesn't exist without Batman. It just doesn't. I think, without that animated cartoon blowing up like it did. I think the same yeah. thing can be said for things like The Tick. Like a lot of those things are just kind of spin off of the popularity of Batman the Animated Series. Which is fine because, yeah. I mean, having the deconstruction of the superhero genre is awesome. <laughs> Presidential <laughs> revote. Nick doesn't. I like Animaniacs now. I should clear that up right now. I'm telling you as a kid, no there were parts of it I liked, but I didn't like it the whole way through. No one wants like, president that backpedal was on their policies, Nick. I swear to God. I, I'm just, I, I'm just, it's not an Animaniacs podcast, but I know Bob is going to be in here very offended. Yeah, there he is. There he is, right there. Um, I, I guess for, for me, though, I know this isn't an Animaniacs podcast, the Sonic podcast. I, I was bringing it up mainly as just an example. I can understand the disagreement where, like, some there's a there's a dissonance where, like, you understand that this is supposed to be a joke, but you don't understand why. And I, I can get that. I never felt that as a kid, honestly, because there were jo- whenever there was a joke in Tom and Jerry or Looney Tunes or anything like that that flew over my head the slapstick basically brought me back in quick enough to where it, it didn't feel that bad. Like if I don't get a joke, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me too terribly much in the immediate. If there's other things for me to pay attention to. And I get that's what they were going for. I'm just telling you from my personal perspective. Uh, I, I think without understanding it myself as a kid, I think the tonal just whiplash between segments and then between jokes was noticeable enough for me that I didn't quite enjoy it as much as I did. I know I liked the characters of of the Warner Brothers and sister. I know I really liked them on screen and their energy. I just didn't like all the characters of famous people when I didn't know who they were because they got really political in there. And again, that's not a problem. It's just it's it was hard for me to understand and I I just think that a lot of these old cartoons get a lot of praise for like having adult humor when I don't think they were as subtle as people make them out to be. And I think that just needs to be addressed because I, I, I think there's a lot of a lot of cartoons now that that play that a little bit better. I think Gumball does that very well because um, it's still funny in the delivery, even if it's a more adult oriented joke. Um I thought Rugrats was I thought Rugrats worked in the early years because they did have like the shift in characters, for instance, like you had the baby perspective, then you'd have the parent perspective. And it was it was good for the sake of the story and giving you an idea of like what's actually happening versus with the perspective of the babies. And then there's the extra layer of like the humor from the adults was just fucking hysterical because it's written like parents like these are parents having to deal with kids and just hearing that exhaustion and that cynicism was it was just really good um and i, I know i'm getting off here just like with with cartoons this is not i do think this. um ryan dark claw 643 does make a good point though um about the kids deserve better argument and that he kind of just boils it down to maybe let the kids be the judge of it because it could be and I don't know, I'm not saying anything for definite here, but it could be like you you sit some kids down in front of Sonic Colors Rise of the Wisp and you sit some kids down in front of, I don't know, whatever the best Sonic story ever is. And then maybe they're like, oh, yeah, no, we prefer the colors. And in which case, you kind of just have to concede after a while. But like, 
I don't know. Like, I, I also like agree that kids' uh, writing shouldn't necessarily talk down to them, or that you shouldn't dismiss all criticism just because something's aimed at kids. Um, I you know, so yeah. like I I I have a card a counter argument against that point in particular. Um, so let's take like a basic run of the mill uh, superhero movie. Like, let's just say Ant Man and the Wasp. Did okay. that movie uh, perform well in, in the box office? I think it yeah, did. Of course yeah. it did. It's Marvel. It, it yeah. did. Ex exactly. Is it really all that good of a movie? It's average. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne um, you're not allowed to criticize Marvel. I learned that this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Not, I was going to tell you this, allowed. Puff. Like, I, I think if Mahler had given like the same uh, criticisms you did, I think it, he would have gotten away with it just fine. Because like, no, I think just that's what I've video Just is... shitting on. That like the the yeah. pub audience wants positivity, and it's like, well, but I just want to be honest. You well, know, that's I, the thing. It's because your criticism makes sense. I don't yeah. agree with it, but it makes sense. I, I don't either. I, ne but I never I, said I anyone had saying. to agree. I never said anyone <laughs> had to agree at any yeah. stage. Hold on. Like, hold on. I, I don't know why people are acting like you're pulling it out of your ass. Well, yeah, the, that's because there are things he's pulled out of his ass, like you know the thing you just did recently. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. but, I, but I did. I, I did. To be fair, take a shit. Yeah, yeah he did. Right. He literally, <laughs> literally pulled it out of his ass. But it went, just you about, were, yeah, literally just got the glove on. Not, not even. <laughs> you were worried about the glove. You were making a point. You were making a point wayne yeah. continue uh so something <laughs> like ant-man of the wasp does incredibly well box office uh, number wise you could even pull that from uh, however many like superhero flicks that don't really do much to push the envelope versus something like the suicide squad which just came out recently which is a wonderful film and has so much heart and character put into it and it's something that i want to see and i think we can all agree should be put into superhero films more often instead of it just being kind of a cookie cutter you know, sort of like product, like a lot of stuff is these days. Um, and yeah, the box office numbers have not been so great for that film. Now, I know that there's a lot of other factors going into that uh, between like, you know, COVID uh, being a thing and, and you know, uh, theaters being harder to go back into. But like if I'm looking at the surrounding films that are also performing well uh, against that movie, it just kind of goes to show to me that like sometimes people don't always choose what's better for them, even when it comes to media. I mean, if a person um, were to come to me and say, I've seen both, I legitimately prefer Ant-Man and the Wasp, all power to them. But like, I do agree, like, like, um, oftentimes, yeah, it can be the lesser thing that gets more attention. I mean, like, look at look at uh, Illumination Entertainment for example, like their films are just fucking Sonic Colors mass produced, basically. Yep. Yeah. And they make bank like like, for example, uh, something people often say is that Megamind and Despicable Me are the same film. Megamind is often considered no. the better one. Excuse me. Megamind's no. wonderful. Everyone who That's says not that what, is wrong. I, I mean, let him finish his point. You don't have to argue at the vast <laughs> void of nothing. Good Thank lord. You, Nick. Um, but yeah, basically, um, it's a similar overall concept, but people generally that have seen Megamind prefer it, but Despicable Me was the much more successful film. And yeah. they are similar in concept in that it's like a villain that is the main focus of it, you know? But how much of that it has to come down to a character design focus of character, which is children on, like, you know, he's watching kids, and of course the highly marketable minions. I, I would also yeah, yeah, I would also say the marketing for Despicable Me was better, even though Megamind I think was a, a far better film. 
I also have a lot of sympathy for Black Yakuza94, who sent a super chat first, but retracted the message for whatever reason, and then had to fork out another $5 to make his point. Says, I feel like it's a matter of perspective. We're grown adults, our perspective on what kids like will be vastly different from what kids actually like. And I think that is a great point. Yes, um, and I was going to back you up there, Pup, because I think that's a very valid point. I did say, you know, kids deserve better a while ago, and I had originally heard that from Movie Bob. When he was talking about um, movie, Bob's an the, interesting one because he makes good points, but he's a weird dude. <laughs> he's yeah, but he's been around for a while. Yeah, um, he used to be he, one of my inspirations until like some scandal came out about him or something. He's and he's not, I, I don't think he's that bad. I just think he's it's whatever. It's it's whatever. There are certainly worse people out there on the Internet sharing their views. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I mean that that didn't make me think when you did say and what I'm seeing from some people on here that's a very good point where it's yeah I mean we're also kind of saying that because I don't like it make it for me I want to like it make make for me and well it's like you know I, Pontaf has been doing this for decades now you know like he's been doing shows for 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 children and for adults and it worked when he did it for adults specifically regardless of how cringy we might find happy tree friends now that was an internet phenomenon <laughs> that hit and i i think it's i think it's okay for us to also say yeah i don't find it funny but you know my mm. tiny little little babies might enjoy it just fine and yeah you know i mean from that perspective i i think it's okay to just roll our eyes and go along with it and that's what i did with colors i didn't like a lot of those cutscenes, but I had a great time with the aesthetic and the environment and a lot of the gameplay, not all of it, but it's fine. I do think there is still something to be said on both sides of those things. I, I think it is still fine for us, all of us together to strive for a little bit more and to give healthy feedback because I, I think the comics specifically keep showing us that there is a healthy middle ground where it can be funny for kids and enjoyable for older fans because whether Sega wants to admit it or not, yeah, they want, do want to get more and more kids involved, but you still have had this thing around for 30 years, and you, you should do a better job taking care of all of those fans, not just keep throwing out Green Hill shit every now and then for old farts like myself, but, you know, I, I think the middle ground there, or like the middle portion of fans, those very vocal adventure fans, are just asking them, please take these characterizations and storylines a little more seriously it doesn't have to be dark but it should be consistent for for what we care about with these characters yeah. sonic and tails are demonstrates it i don't mm -hmm. see why any kid wouldn't enjoy that and i as an adult enjoy it a lot too and i think the thing is as a lot of people say is that pontac and graph didn't really know anything about the sonic series when stepping up to the plate and i understand the process behind that you get a fresh perspective and they can think outside the box a little bit. But the thing is, it also comes at the neglect of a lot of the Sonic universe just not being utilized now. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's kind of nice to have Sonic and Tails R, where it's like the Chaos Emeralds are a part of the story again. And it's like, I'm fine with new perspectives, but I don't like it to come at the complete neglect of things that shouldn't really be neglected. Things that are part of the lifeblood of uh, that uh, character or that universe. And it's... This kind of links to, and I think episode one fans will be really thrilled to hear me say this, but it kind of links to the Zack Snyder DC stuff in that <laughs> like, I don't need them to give Zack Snyder Justice League sequels, 
but I would appreciate if they would still bring things like Henry Cavill, Superman, Ben Affleck's Batman and stuff into the fold going forwards because they are part of the foundations for this universe and I don't want them to neglect their foundations. Same very much goes for Sonic. Chaos Emeralds, part of the series Lifeblood. Don't just neglect that now because we've got new writers that want to do Saturday morning stuff. Fold it in. Utilize what you have, you know? So there's a... Well, just a counter-argument there. Sorry to interrupt, Cyrus. I'll okay. get back to it. But just a counter-argument to you specifically, Pup, in terms of that. When you compare DC versus Sonic, wouldn't you say there was a much more jarring shift when you gave that to somebody else and they took these characters that have been established with these actors, with these previous writers, keeping it within that same universe, expecting it to be that same character, isn't it more problematic for fans like you who like Zack Snyder's stuff there's a suddenly seen in the hands of Joss Whedon. You gotta have the right director and Joss Whedon, isn't it? Like if if they said, you know, like Matthew Vaughn is directing a Henry Cavill Superman film or something, I'd have a lot more faith in that. But it's also like I feel like a Justice League movie from another director is more palatable if it's not this weird hybrid that we got with like Zack Snyder and Joss Whedon, where there was a lot of last minute things. But like mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say a Whedon Justice League film the whole way through might have worked, but then again, fuck you, Joss Whedon. Um, so, well, like, let me. I, I know people don't like Whedon now because of shit that's come out, but he, he's been a solid writer. Everyone liked yeah, him that's... up until that point. Um, yeah. Let me let me just finish my point here, just real quick though. Isn't it potentially a better option the way DC sometimes has been doing it recently, where they just take they don't really worry about continuity; they go here's a different actor, here's a different director, here's a different interpretation of this character so it doesn't you know, mess with what we have going on in this continuing story. I mean, would potentially Sonic do better if Colors was considered a completely different canon from Adventure? I mean, they either need to do a completely new canon or not, I think. Like, this halfway stuff that DC's trying to do, I don't I don't vibe with that. Like we get the same halfway stuff with the song continuity. Yeah, too. like we're just right. things that have been integral to the foundations of this world have now vanished off of the face of the planet and there's no explanation for it. Like I don't like that. Like, I agree. And as well as that, it's also just I miss Superman. I miss Superman. <laughs> I like Superman. Like Henry Cavill as Superman is fucking gorgeous. Like, why would you sacrifice that? Like also, I like his theme music. I, I want him to come back in that costume with that theme music. I don't care if the film's a little more lighthearted. I don't care if it's by a different director. As long as they're the right director and it's a good movie, just give me that Superman again because it was perfect. How can you neglect that? You know? <laughs> well, so, well, even even I'll I don't quite agree, that, but like, I, I get what you're saying there. <laughs> like, even, well, even, if they, even if they damage control it a little bit, keep the yeah. things that work, keep Cavill, Keep his theme music. Keep his suit. You know, d- dial back on the rubber muscles. Maybe he's muscly enough as it is. But like, you know how it is. You know how it is. Uh, that's like, yeah. You and I have our disagreements when it comes to a lot of the DC stuff. But but I actually do like Man of Steel, and I do like Henry Cavill as Superman. So I'm with you on that. Even if they I, just bring I'm, back that I'm not, theme music, but, but even, I, I if they, <laughs> even if they just bring back his theme music, that will be enough for me. Okay, just something. It's a good so, theme. It's a great theme. It's a good theme. When when yeah. when, it, when it started playing during Zack Snyder's Justice League, I clapped. I, I clapped. I, I clapped. <laughs> ATSTs. ATSTs. He, he comes in and he's like not impressed, and in flight by Hans Zimmer starts playing. I was like, <laughs> you know, like I was I was thrilled. I was thrilled. But yeah, enough on that. Episode one fans that love the Zack Snyder stuff in episode one will be very pleased by this little throwback. Yeah. Um, so there is a. <laughs> 
there is another story comparison uh, that because we're talking about continuity and and like breaking various characters that have been long like decades established by now, right? There's mm. a there's an awkward comparison with another company. So I know that I know that none of you play Magic or care about it, but there's a, a thing that happened in that game that made the entire player base just get real fucking upset. So for those who don't know, every Magic set has a story, and it's a story with a continuing continuity. And we used to get novels with every single set of cards to kind of tell that story easily. And Wizards of the Coast had a consistent writing team that they had like a, you know, a series Bible and they would constantly reference it to make sure that they kept characters going forward. But if you read Teferi in one novel, it wouldn't be that it wouldn't be weird to see Teferi 10 novels later. Like that's that's how it worked. And that's how it should work if you're going to have a long running series. Then for eight years, they took a hiatus, no novels, no nothing. Uh, they did some stuff on their website. And then I think it was two years ago, they released a book called War of the Spark, which was which was taking place on the most popular place in the entire Magic universe, Ravnica, with all the most popular characters, but they didn't get any of their internal writers involved. Not one. They outsourced a completely separate route, uh, writer to handle that story and did not give him as much oversight as you would need when bringing on a full-on third party. So what happened was we got this novel that was supposed to be this giant event, this villain that had existed in for 20 years of the story of the game was going to be killed. And this novel that was supposed to cover that event, it would be like the end of Eggman is happening. And they just get a random writer you've never heard of who's barely experienced uh, Sonic to come in and write the story of like how Eggman finally folds. And that's what we got. So like all of this, all of the uh, the, the continuity issues talking about Pontek and Graf, the fact that he didn't, uh, they didn't like, they didn't know Sonic's story going into writing colors and didn't do a whole lot even going forward. It's it's reminding me of the whole war, the spark debacle from a few years ago. Now that I'm actively playing Magic again, it's it's in the forefront of my brain. And like, this is a thing that I've seen at a lot of companies where they have long running, uh, long running stories that at one point were checked for consistency uh, and then just suddenly they decided that it wasn't worth it either for financial reasons or what have you decided to either get a different writer outsource a writer and then now people who have been fans of this for years are just they're maybe not dropping off of playing the games we still have people playing sonic games obviously but they're they're no longer invested in the stories they really could care less now because you hit the point where it seems like the company doesn't care anymore and if they don't care why should we yeah i mean it's it's a video game first and foremost and they're their goal is to make it a relevant brand more than keeping continuity going between the entire canon. Cause it, it'd be a much more unified world, a defined world. Um, if that was their, their major focus and clearly it's not anymore. And I think that's the major frustration for longtime fans because regardless how small of a chunk that we may be, and we're, we're a substantial amount, but not like the ones they're focused on. Um, I lost my train of thought there, but yeah, they just, they don't, they don't care. They're focused on, on grabbing as many people as possible, which I get. I just think ultimately what it boils down to is like, please take care of the rest of your fans. 
because even the nostalgic stuff, it doesn't really feel like it's made for me. It's feels it might be more made for folks that kind of dropped out of the franchise and they're being like trying to go for parents like, oh, I remember that. Yep. Okay, cool. There we go. Which I don't know. I'd, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in, in those offices. Well, a fly that knows Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey's paw. You get to be the fly on the wall, but you have the lifespan of the fly, and you also still can't understand Japanese. Yeah. But let's, um before we get too far off the main point of today's episode, which was cartoons, uh, we do have a lot of super chats to, to kind of jump into. Um <laughs> Um, and Ryan Darkclaw643 gave us $10 a while ago and asked, while Man of Action is working on Prime, what cartoon team would you want to work with Sonic? I think the team behind Rise of the TMNT or the DuckTales reboot working on Sonic. What about you guys? I think I've already I think both given... those teams would be fantastic for Sonic. It's so mine wasn't mine wouldn't be a cartoon team, but I think I already gave my answer earlier, yeah. actually. Yeah, no, <laughs> a very hyperactive anime yeah that's yeah. really cool i'd like i'd like trigger and i know there was a thing in, in chat about like well studio trigger didn't do gynax the guy behind gurren lagan went from gynax to go do to go found studio trigger so and it's and gurren lagan is one of the greatest things ever animated on screen anybody that disagrees is wrong wayne doesn't believe in himself but he should believe in the me that believes in him what <laughs> <laughs> on earth Get Seth McFarlane oh, to do Oh, Nick, you haven't, you haven't seen, seen Gurren Lagann? We gotta weeb you up, boy. Just that. I've seen I've seen a few episodes. It's it's fine. I'll get back to it. I'm more of a fan of uh, Little Witch and, and Kill a Kill, but I, I'm uh, gonna get to uh, it because I, I like those. Yeah, second half of the series was better, but yeah, that's what that's what I've heard. So I'll 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 definitely give it more of a chance because I I have been doing a little bit more research in terms of anime and all that stuff. And after really falling in love with Little Witch, I've been kind of going backwards through through the library of that particular team yeah but yeah what about you what about you pup is there anyone you'd like to see in terms of animation take yeah, a track seth, at seth mcfarlane god damn you <laughs> yeah, um, to be honest i don't really know much about creative teams behind animations and stuff um so i really don't know but um i, I don't know uh maybe uh maybe disney maybe maybe disney that's what I got. For Sonic? Yeah, All like right. Disney Channel shows can be pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't watch many cartoons these days. Not many give modern us, ones anyway. Um, give us a so Sonic yeah. show in the style of Kim Possible, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I know that I used to watch the Tangled series with my girlfriend, and I thought it was actually pretty good. Um, oh, I've actually heard good things about that. Yeah. It's actually like yeah. it's like anyone that says they want Tangled Two should just watch that because better than any sequel movie would ever be. Um, so yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a basis, I guess. Plus, I, I heard that Disney is no longer shying away from having like gay stuff in their shows. So, like, if we could get another Sonic and Robotnik kiss, I'd definitely be game. <laughs> <laughs> Man, see, I thought you were going to go the wholesome route and talk about Whisper and Tangled, but, you know, it's fine. It's fine. What fuck is a Whisper and Tangle? I hate you. I think I, I think I actually hate you legitimately as a person now. <laughs> oh, go fuck yourself. But yeah, no, nah, I, I get the point. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, uh, 
shall we move on to the next super chat? I, I Let's get that, to the I, other big one. Yeah. 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 All right. So Devin McCann, I was been very generous. This episode gave us 20 bucks and asked, what would the metal virus story arc look like if it was written by Ken Penders? It would be sexually transmitted. <laughs> I, oh I was God. just gonna say it would be a lot creepier I and weirder to look at, but also that I don't think he's wrong. It would be the metal virus would be AIDS. That's what it would be. <laughs> we oh they had freaking Knuckles' dad dying of pancreatic cancer. Why not? Yeah, we spend <laughs> a lot more time with uh with doctors <laughs> jeffrey Simmons uh, would tongue sally acorn repeatedly causing her to get the metal virus jesus he wouldn't uh, mean to do it and then he'd have this whole guilt arc and sonic would just be needlessly aggressive even though it was his fault and sonic would be literally cucked as well yep yep, yep. <laughs> it would be it'd be and then cucky's just there with him like first time huh, pal? The, the, the metal virus would be very <laughs> horny <laughs> Oh my god! Just picky, absolutely fucking the shit out of Flicky in front of Cucky. Let's let's okay, come on, let's let's calm it down a little bit here. <laughs> so, oh yeah, uh, I, it'd be worse is what would happen there. Uh, he had all of robotization to work with and didn't ever do a whole lot with it. So, you know, yeah, it it it'd be fine. It'd be fine. It'd be it'd be done in an ep, in a issue. Or two, maybe. I don't know. Penders is kind of long-winded. Uh, he so. would. So instead of showing how like the infection started, he would probably spend like the first two pages doing it over text that blends in with the background. <laughs> yeah, you'd be, ex probably. you'd be expected to read it like a Star Wars crawl. Issue and then he would sue AIDS. For stealing his idea. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh jeez. Jesus. Uh, god. I, I don't know. So I, I, I will say this. We might we might have gotten some of the inconsistencies that are there in the metal virus arc. They might not have existed under Penders, but overall we would have had a, a worse story. I agree. Like shoes and gloves being able to transmit the metal virus didn't make any fucking sense. Um, but the, you know, wasn't shoes though. I mean, they, cause they stomped on, we saw shadow stomp on things. People make good points. Like it's like, well, you know, there could be, I mean, cloth, those gloves. I'm like, yeah, but why the fuck aren't they wearing protective gear then? Yo, yeah, with, with, Penders, like, didn't... with Penders, you'd see him stamp on him POV and Shadow's fucking barefoot. You got the, the liquid metal squishing around everywhere. It's literally <laughs> squishing between his toes. You see it like building up, you know, it's beautiful. Penders would completely forget about it. And then Ian Flynn would have to retcon an ending five years later. And then Penders would be continuing to take all the credit, even though oh. he left all these horrible plot, plot holes all over the place. Fiona, the finale would have been... my liquid metal all over you. <laughs> the 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 finale would have been liquid kamas or metal kamas. <laughs> <laughs> metal kamas. <laughs> metal. Oh, we got yo. Metal you know what would be kind of crazy though? That'd be. Can you imagine like chaos infected by the metal virus? Oh, Jesus. That would be pretty epic. That would be so I, cool! 
I don't think That'd it would be crazy. I don't think it would be possible though. He would be Which, made of salt and hot solder. Like so, there's never a point during the Metal Virus saga that we see water get infected. No, but he's not literally water. He's like a water-ish substance, and yeah. we did establish Fair. that the Chow are able to get infected, and biologically, oh, yeah, he, yeah. Is, he yeah. is a Chow. He is a Chow. You're right. So, but yeah. would Perfect Chaos ward off the virus? So uh, well, it depends. I mean, he, Perfect Chaos, as we've seen him in Sonic Adventure, only used the negative energy of the of the Chaos Emeralds. We don't know if that was enough to get rid of the uh, the metal virus. Uh, yeah. For all we know, the positive energy is what Sonic used. And I think the positive so Ian Flynn energy... said he wouldn't be affected. I'm sure that would have been like a. I haven't listened to every single episode of, of Bumblecast, which you guys should. It's it's a good if you want more like behind the scenes stuff. But I guess Ian Flynn said he wouldn't be affected. I don't, I really, I love the metal virus, but like I said, at the end of the video, like I do have some problems with the inconsistencies. And I know that's got to be exhausting. Like, cause he's got to run everything by Sega. He's yeah. got to deal with all these fans. He's just trying to tell a story, but like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, Could chaos be infected? I mean, I mean, is he inorganic though? Cause like he's a living creature he's and he's moving around as you know, a liquid. He's he's definitely organic. He's he's as organic as a chow, and the chow could be infected. I was I was wrong on the water bit because the chow were shown to a to be able to be infected. So he he would be able to. The the only question that you would run into is if perfect chaos is being made from negative energy, does that expel? Like, would that expel the metal virus, or is it the positive energy from the emeralds that allows Sonic to cure his body of the metal virus? I just thought it'd be cool to have, like, a metal virus ch uh, chaos. <laughs> chaos. Uh, uh, this is chaos. I would have loved that if they just said that that entire game. <laughs> like, just, I don't know. I, I thought, like, him and Shadow, should, there should be more, like, creatures that are helping spread this on a little bit more of a quicker rate than what it's going i i don't know i just would like to see some fun boss fights if there was a metal virus game that's I, just me god a metal virus game would be so cool do we have yeah. any other chests that we need to we, we, have, we, have, we a have a very few. big one we yeah we have okay, one from so that we, we got the big pooper well hold on we have one from black yakuza as well yeah for five dollars said i feel like it's a matter of perspective we're grown adults our perspective of what kids like will be vastly different from what kids actually like I think wait did we did we i think we I, I, I read yeah we did cover one. that yeah, i read that one yeah okay then i've just i scrolled back and farked up all right it's all fine right. everybody makes it's fine he, he he left like two different super chats so it's fine yeah we, we got to it twice yeah, he because... gets he gets his money's worth now that's you know that's... there you go yep <laughs> so letterick gave us 50 bones thank you by the way holy cow um what is everyone's favorite character mine would be knuckles um I don't know. I think it depends on my mood. I I obviously love Sonic. I, I think at this point when it gets more nuanced for me, it depends on who I'd freak out the most if I saw. And I think I'm more of a fan of design more than anything else when it comes to this universe. So I love Metal Sonic a lot. I think I would freak out the most if I saw Mecha Sonic and Metal Knuckles. I like, But it's like based off the basis of characters I, I deeply love. So... I guess it would just be good old Sonic, but going from there, you know, fuck it. The the scrap scrapped turtle character for Sonic too. That's my favorite. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I think for go. me it's Omega. 
at over and above all characters i when when omega's written well i love it every every second of omega being on screen when he's being written well is great even when he's not being written too great some of the things that are played with with this character like him having to come to terms with the fact that he's the one to fucking nix shadow in the future when shadow's his best and only one of two friends really like there's a lot of writing stuff that happens with Omega that I like. And in games where we can play Omega, I like playing with him because you can machine gunning down Eggman robots is just fun. Um, and I I guess in my brain, I have him kind of compartmentalized along with Gamma, who has one of my favorite story arcs in the entire Sonic series. Uh, so Omega and Gamma together as one entity is kind of like my my favorite thing in all of sonic i find um i find cucky pretty relatable <laughs> <laughs> now if i were to pick a favorite character uh in all of sonic and everything it's definitely adventures of sonic the hedgehog's dr robotnik there you go because he's thick as I, I actually believe you yeah it's not even a, awesome. it's not even a I can understand that it's a no, I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like no, it's like I, I feel like that's a reasonable enough answer that I don't think you're just like goofing. No, um, I'm not I'm not even goofing around with that one. No, you're I not, him, yeah. I find him hilarious. Um obviously I love Sonic, I love Tails. Um I like Chip. I'd be very excited to see Chip again, but they'd have to justify it. And of course, Shadow, provided that he's, you know, written interestingly. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I like how I give like just the most whatever answer and like like a big chunk of my bread and butter for the for my channel is like dissecting characters. <laughs> well yeah, that means you're exhausted. Brain dead charmy. Brain dead charmy man. Now that is a that's a fucking character. Uh, oh, um, this good stuff. Oh God. Devin um, left us another twenty bucks. Uh Thank oh, you. Again. Nobody wants to know what my favorite character is. Okay. Oh, yeah. fine. Go. Oh, Wayne. I legitimately ahead, thought you'd already spoken. To be honest, what? Mate. You, were How... you, you and Sirius sounds like Kermit the Frog doing an impression of you. I have <laughs> no idea what the fuck you're talking about. How have you? Oh, know my... my voice is very unique. <laughs> I, I don't know how to respond to that. Um... <laughs> Just get on with it, you tiny man. Okay. Uh, well, actually, it's actually not that dissimilar from Cirrus's. Uh, My favorite character is actually um, uh, uh, Gamma. Is it because you're a Gamma male? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is a Gamma male anyway? A, Let's a male with robotic enhancements, I think. <laughs> a Gamma male is, according to Vox Day's social sexual hierarchy, Gamma males are intellectual, highly romantic, ideologically driven men. Meanwhile, an Omega male, for Cirrus's sake... <laughs> A man who chooses not to have a powerful or important role in a social or professional situation. In other words, someone who has given up. Aww. Sorry, go on, Wayne. I didn't mean to steal that from <laughs> Everything you. Everything Just... needs descriptors. Everything needs to be in a box. Everything needs to be in a box. That would not be the reason. No. Um... Get on with <laughs> it, you fucking Gamma male. <laughs> it's because I, I like Gamma a lot. I, I think I kind of went into it more uh, the one stream where we had uh, Emmy on... Uh, where we we're kind of going over some of our favorite moments and everything. Honestly, like some of the stuff they did with Gamma's narrative in Sonic Adventure One is just unmatched for me. I, I haven't felt like that level of emotion 
in just about anything else Sonic related. It's it's so strong to me, and uh, it was the one thing that I grabbed onto as a kid. And it was the sort of thing that I think started laying the seeds where I was like, um, where eventually I was starting to think I might want to like make video games one day because I want to make other people feel that level of emotion from characters I create. I'm just there imagining you, you sitting in front of Sonic Adventure 1 on your TV, Gamma's just going beep boop, and you've just got tears streaming down your face. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful, man. Me to tears. <laughs> Same! <laughs> uh, uh, we've, we've got a new super chat here from... Uh, okay, let's, let's start Let's get to the other one first. With our boy Devo. We'll um, so Devo says, I'm going to call you Devo from now on, mate. It's a very British name. Uh, is oh Starline Ian Flynn's interpretation of Ken Penders? There's only I... one... There's only one scene I think that makes me think that. I feel like Ken Penders is like the human chicken tender, and like I don't get that from Starline. There, there's there is one scene with Starline that makes me think that that. I do not think that Starline is Ian Flynn's interpretation of Ken Penders, but there is. But there is one. If anything, he feels like just a more efficient uh, snively. Um, Yeah. But there is one scene. In which I get major Ken Pender vibes, and it's where he's saying that Eggman can't succeed without his help, uh, and it's uh, that that is the one thing that makes me get yeah no that's it. but that's not even like a direct comparison that's more just Starline acting the way Ken does on Twitter. I think where, just the hypocrisy of Starline might make it interesting, where he can he notices all the faults of Sonic and Robotnik and their relationship. Fails to see it within himself. Uh, but no, uh, hard no in terms of Penders, because you can tell Ian Flynn gives a shit about Starline. And <laughs> if you go by, it's... I don't know shit about wrestling, but I remember when Macho Man Randy Savage made a CD, like a rap CD back in the day, and I ironically bought it, and I thought it was funny. And he had a whole diss track against Hulk, Hulkamania, the Hulkster. Just talking shit on him when I think at that time he was still doing wrestling or the reality show was starting. But like even in the wider spectrum of pop culture, I knew that that Hulk was doing his own thing. And you still had this sad dude just living off of his, you know, his glory days and just still trying to talk shit. I know that's a very obscure comparison, but that's how I see Ken Penders, who is still on Twitter just talking shit to Flynn and a lot of the current fan base when like, I'm with you, on. Wayne, like you said last week, like it's a very, I'm very torn about it. Like an artist or like a creator's right to their own characters versus what they're making for a company. It's a very complicated thing. And that's why me and service are taking so long to actually get videos done about that. But ultimately, Penders is kind of a dick and he's he's focused on this one thing that he's done with his life and everybody else has moved on and Flynn like he keeps talking about scourge Flynn doesn't give a shit you know he he took a bad idea and he made it a good idea and then every time Penders is like well you can't play with my toys anymore Flynn's been like fine I can make up my own toys there's plenty of other toys I can play with it's fine I don't give a shit 
And honestly, and I think that's the case there. I don't. I sincerely doubt Flynn would ever be like, "Yeah, this is because of of what's his face." Like, it just it, it doesn't care. There's no way he cares. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I was gonna say, and that's like something with with Starline is just he feels like he fits the Sonic universe so much better than a lot of the stuff that Ken Penders ever did. It felt, it always felt like. Ken Penders, I, I don't want to rant on this guy too much. I don't know him personally. I'm not inside of his head, and I'm I'm not sure, you know, what motivated him to do what here or there. But what it felt like a lot of the time to me was that Ken Penders wanted to tell his own stories with his own universe, and he was just using the Sonic franchise to do it versus what it feels like now with IDW is it's a dedicated and driven effort to help expand the Sonic story and those Wayne, characters in that are you, world are you, are you saying Sonic. god damn it are you are you so that's your intuition right that's that's what you're that's what you feel happened i i believe because, so because that's actually that's actually confirmed as that's what that's what happened well basically. we're gonna have to we're gonna have to pick that apart a different time because it i think it's very a interesting word well, no, we there's a lot to break into there, but we are running out of time because our good pal Pup is going to have to be leaving soon. So let's get through the rest of these super chats and, and call it for a day. But yes, Penders is a very interesting topic for another time. Um, but Evil Dalek asked, episode idea, your wishes for Sonic Origins? You've got I to think, pronounce I mean, it yeah, we'll like, probably talk about it closer to got- release, right? You got to yeah. pronounce it the way you did in the episode where we had Emmy on, where you said the evil Dillac. Right, my bad. <laughs> Just completely lost my mind that that day. Yeah, <laughs> got a guitar Fucking and everything. Idiot. Real weird. You're such a yeah. stupid person, Nick. Gosh, um, especially that day. Just didn't have my smart pills that day. Yeah, for real, for real. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna go ahead and say, just to piss everyone off, add tail save. I don't. <laughs> okay. I... At, no, you know what, pup? You know what? I'll piggyback off that. I'll piss everybody off more. Add tail save to Sonic 1. Add tail save to all of them. In fact, you know what? <laughs> Just redo the entire games and do them differently so that they're not shit. Make them very easy. Make them so very, very easy. You can't die. In fact, you know what? We're just going to play the game for you. Here's also, It's just a collection of Sonic uh, playthroughs on YouTube. Yes, also, literally delete all of Sonic and Knuckles off of Sonic 3. And leave it at that. <laughs> in fact, no, include one level in that Sandopolis, but then the rest off. Can you imagine if they just remove the levels with potentially offensive music? And add <laughs> add, add boost to Sonic 2 as well. There you go. And and homing attacks, because <laughs> that's super say. useful in, in a 2D environment. Also, so. just call it Sonic 4 and re-release Sonic 4 instead. It's just a collection of Sonic 4 episodes 1 and 2. It's literally just Sonic 4. (laughs) Sonic 4 episode Uh, 3, but it's Sonic 4 episode 1 again. Yeah, uh, well... That that one billboard that's got the old title for the project, though, is just, like, Big the Cat Porn. (laughs) Sort of gone. All right, so the next Super Chat (laughs) is uh, from from Jamal again. Uh, Thank you again, Jamal, for your continued generate... Generations. generations. Been generations yeah. since I've heard that joke. <laughs> uh, what? What are your? I, I'm going to assume you meant to say. What are your opinions on other YouTube Sonic shows like Tales and Sonic Pals, Sonic Song 182, and other 
Sonic well, YouTube show. Basically, we we hate them, and this represents <laughs> the views of the group as a whole. I have I'll never, be honest. I've never seen I, I don't. I yeah. I've not participated in a lot of Sonic fan projects. I've been doing a little bit better since we have friends with Sonic and Tails are, and like they did yeah, we, such a yeah. big. They made such an effort to to make it true to what the fan base or a lot of this fan base is missing that I'm really trying to open up and uh, get out there and, and take a look at it because I, I've pitched that idea at you guys before. Like here's the Sonic thing we like this week. So I, I don't know, Jamal, I don't know any of these things you, you listed, not a single one of them, but I'm, I'm very, very in, into uh, sitting down, taking a look at this and maybe eventually we can do like a weekly. Let's take a look at this, this Sonic fan project. I think that'd be fun. I mean, if we if we're just talking about like um, just Sonic YouTubers, like there's a there's a laundry list of like endorsements I could make there. But like you know, I just say like off the top of my head, like uh, fucking uh, Garrulous sixty four. He's very entertaining. Red Hot Sonic. Um, uh, there's uh, well, who else we got? Like um, Matt has no cuts. Tom Topics. Uh, Chow Mix, obviously it's... the unofficial fifth member of our group, effectively. He was talking about um... other Sonic shows, <laughs> like Trey. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously our baby boy Trey um, and Emu Emmy. Um, but I don't oh, think it says YouTube Show Channel. It doesn't necessarily mean Sonic Show Channel. I, he he literally it. said Sonic Show. It Sonic it shows a YouTube channel, isn't it? <laughs> That's what I thought this was. He, he's he's the raccoon guy. He's, yeah, I, was, I thought funny. he was. Talking I like about his energy. The, I thought he was talking about the funny, energetic raccoon. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't know. Maybe. He's I mean, not. yeah. There's a lot. I, there's a lot of them I like. I just. I also just be be blunt with you. I don't want to uh, watch Chill. a whole lot of it because I I just have a lot of Sonic stuff to the point. Where, like, I mean, like, I don't even want to focus on sonic all the time on my channel so i don't oh, i don't actually if we watch a of, lot of sonic content outside if, of this i'm trying to do better though if we are thinking of sonic show channels on youtube one i actually really like is sonic revved up i don't know if any of you guys have seen that one but it, it's quite mm. creative like it's like sort of a sitcom format it's kind of like sonic meets the looney tunes show not as in looney tunes but like the looney tunes show where they made it a bit more urban yeah like it's kind of like that, and um, they kind of have like everyday situations going on with the Sonic cast. So I I recommend that. That sounds fun. I'm down with that. Yeah, there's a lot of lot of good Sonic fan projects out there, and I'm definitely going to be trying my best to pay more attention to them. That's my answer. But yeah, uh, guys, before we wrap up, is there anything else we we got to talk about? Because pup, you got like four minutes left with us, I think. I'll use these four minutes to just say. I've had a wonderful life, and now that it's coming to its end, I just I wanted to say, no, that's oddly dark for an ending. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, don't don't joke about it. <laughs> don't do that. We're well, gonna euthanize the dog. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm being taken to get put down tomorrow. Don't worry. Oh my um, god, <laughs> we're taking no, him to the um, old yeller facility. It's fine. <laughs> no, um, okay. So what? Uh, let's see. Uh, loose ends. Loose ends. Um, well, you can always, you know, if you feel like it, subscribe to me. That would that would be quite cool. There you go. Yeah. Maybe you can so, buy me some pizza uh, sometime, you know, today is good. So, yeah, Pup just put out a very controversial opinion on on his uh, on what if you need to and... get the likes ratio higher so I don't look like an idiot. I don't truly <laughs> care, but I just I don't. I, care. <laughs> well, I don't completely agree with your points, but. 
at the same time, I was like, I went in with an open mind. And I thought you made some very solid points all the same. And I think yeah. that would make for a very interesting back and forth if if you're to continue down that road. Because uh, like I said earlier, like, uh, what's his face? Uh, Mahler just put yeah. out a four hour video saying that uh, the Black Widow movie sucks and all the Marvel shows suck. Is, and they certainly guy... have a little more going. They, they're certainly more important to the overall canon than you know than you saying like i don't know if i like gary stew to Ch- call a cat bat cat man <laughs> hey. is uh it this smaller guy i don't really know much about him he kind of gives me a bad vibe uh, he does we'll seem talk. to focus specifically when it's like but there's like a lady involved i've noticed well, like he's, uh, well, <laughs> well he's, talk, he's basically we'll talk about it, if, we'll talk if we about don't, it later not on if air. we don't dig too far into okay, it okay. more like the sort of the every frame of pause sort of community and it's it's not a kind of criticism that i personally take part in but oh power to him if they do like they see i, I like films, him i like him well enough but yeah they, they kind of see viewing films as like a challenge of how much can you analyze it and how much does it hold up under said scrutiny and i don't personally agree with that method but like all power to anyone that does, you know? Like, it's all good. But I, I don't think those too dissimilar to what you had problems with with the latest What If episode. Like, that's where I got it, where me and Wayne were telling you, like, I don't think that's that big of a deal. I liked this interpretation for what it was, and, you know, it was fun. I think that's that's kind of, and I mean, no offense here, but like, that's where I saw the same with, with you and Mahler, where it's like, there's this hyperfixation on these points and whether or not I agree with it, because I don't agree with a lot of Mahler's opinions, I think it's interesting to analyze it and, you know, taking a different opinion from my own. So we should probably get back to to pimping that out. But yeah, like if you want to challenge yourself and listen to a different opinion, if you really like the what if stuff, go check out Pup's video and don't be a don't be a dick. If you, you know, like it, I, I, I literally have no issues if you like it. It was just one thing that I found to be egregious enough to distract me from the rest of the episode, basically. And That's... we all have those. We yeah. all have those. Look at this fan base. Um, <laughs> outside of that, Wayne is boss is everywhere. I just Wayne is Wayne is boss. <laughs> Actually, um, but yeah. Sorry, go uh, ahead. I got a new video coming out this weekend. Finally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it'll it'll be going up for patrons uh, later today, and then on Sunday, my review of The Legend of Zelda: A Link to the Past will go up publicly. Uh, publicly, I'm really excited to finally actually be active again on YouTube. Yeah. Um. So yeah, go check his stuff out. He's criminally underrated, and he's incredibly good. Cyrus, what are you working on? Uh, so I've got two back-to-back videos that are going to be going up on my gaming channel. I'm editing one of them up. Uh, later tonight, uh, I'm going to be kind of digging into Pokemon Unite. Uh, the first video I have going up is going to be the negatives. I'm mainly going to focus on a lot of the very predatory monetization in that game. From the perspective mm-hmm. of somebody who has sunk now about 50 hours into it and has genuinely enjoyed my time playing it, I, I despite that, I still have to point out, like, there's... There's these glaring problems that like desperately need to get resolved with that game. Um, so I have that one up, and then I'm going to be working on later uh, a follow-up where I focus more on the positive stuff. But I there's there's so much of both. There's so much of the positive and so much of the negative that I I don't want to do like one giant two-hour long video. Um, <laughs> no, <his> boss. <laughs> so that's uh, that's <laughs> thank what's you, going Devin, on for there. Walsh. 
and there's <laughs> Wallace is boss. There's nothing that I'm currently working on for my main channel, at least for another four days or so, uh, because I'm dealing with a channel strike at the moment. So, I'm sorry, you're dealing with that. All right, but we do have to get Pup out of here. Um, I'm Nick. I do Game Apologists. I don't have a new video this week, but I'm currently working on, and my patrons picked this. We're going to be working on Unapologetic Psychonauts. And for Song Speed Reading, we're covering the 30th anniversary IDW comic. So all of that's going to be coming very soon from me. And if you uh, don't have more stuff to dig through, go check out my non-Sonic content. If you've already dug through all that stuff, because I promise you... I put in just as much effort into those as I do everything else. And you might find something you like. Watch this Final but Fantasy VII video. <laughs> but that is going to do, because I went from the mayor of Sunset City to now just being uh, voted out by the end of the episode. But I'll be back. You're never going to stop hearing from me. You can't cancel me on Twitter. I'll, I'll be Literally, back. You served your second term. You're done, mate. <laughs> Got the British guy in here for that? Can you trust him? I've got trust a doll. Hey, you're I'll really gonna it. like my constitution, man. You're gonna love it. This is gonna, this is gonna get bloody very the quickly. Sun, the sun <laughs> has set on this conversation and potentially a few lives. <laughs> Thank. Oh God, I didn't. Thank ask you for a civil war. <laughs> oh my the God, Lord chose me. <laughs> All right, but guys, thank you so much for sticking around with us for this episode of Sunset City, and we will see you all again next week with more random garbage.